This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Let's take a moment and think about the things you love. It could be stuff like vintage vinyl, stylish sunglasses, or your exotic fish collection. Whatever your passion is, the new Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery gives you a chance to multiply your cash by 5, 10, 25, or even 100 times and enjoy a lot more of the stuff that makes you, you. Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery. If you love it, multiply it. Please play responsibly. Now back to riffing with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we're back here again. It's Wednesday night, riffing with Raph and AD. AD out doing sound checks and stuff like that. Um, if you are wanting to ask Coach John Larson a question or want to call in and ask him a question, feel free to call in to the Honda of Lincoln hotline at 402 402- Four six four five six eight five, or text us at that same number four zero two four six four five six eight five, and we're, we'll be expecting some amazing questions. <laughs> so, Coach Larson, now we delve deep. We've talked about the teams and the championships and stuff like that. So, you're growing up. Who were your favorite like NFL teams and your favorite players growing up? Um. I liked the, to show you how old I am, the Baltimore Colts. <laughs> all right, all right, Johnny Unitas. And then the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Braves. All right. So, and then when Milwaukee moved to Atlanta and they were on TBS, you know, they picked up a lot of fans throughout the country because they were on tv a lot and everybody said oh you jumped on the bandwagon and then i would name off the starting lineup from the 1957 world series and they're like oh okay you've been a fan for a while it's crazy that you bring up the braves so it was last week or week and a half ago um monty kratzenstein he played tight end for nebraska and we got to talking, and he was telling me that he thought that Dale Murphy had grandparents in Brady, Nebraska, where he grew up at. And he was saying, like, back in the summers that he'd always, the big thing in Brady, Nebraska, he forgot what the population, he said, like 274 or something like that. He goes, but we always thought that maybe Dale Murphy was, you know, in town for the summers. So it was Dale Murphy's birthday. I think it was last week, maybe it was. And I tweeted out, I'm like, Happy birthday, Del Murphy, da-da-da-da-da. And Monty texted something like, yeah, we always thought you were with us, you know, in the summers in Brady, Nebraska. Del Murphy responds on Twitter, comes back and says, oh, yeah, my grandparents lived in Brady, and I was, you know, I grew up there, best sweet corn, and 
it was it was pretty wild. I I never I did not know there was that connection there in in Brady, Nebraska, with Dale Murphy. So now I feel all those games that I watched back in the um back in the eighties and oh yes that you know we had that that Nebraska connection. And then I've been going down to um the Phoenix Open for the last I don't know eight nine years something like that. And the place that I go to have my morning breakfast and my beverages and stuff like that. It's um, Steve Stone's um, oh. kind of home bar or whatever. So he lives there in the off season. So met Steve Stone. So I'm, I, I first couple times I met him, I I kind of have that starstruckness, you know. It's like, oh my god, that's Harry Carey, Steve Stone, you know. This first time he's a little little leery, but now we've kind of got to a point now. That I was there this past um, year, and he invited me over to his table to have breakfast, and we, you know, we're on talking terms and stuff oh, like great. that. So I I told him I hosted a radio show on Lincoln, Nebraska and asked him if he wanted to be on. He said no. So I was like we'll <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on that for next year. Next year. <laughs> and then big Nebraska football fan growing up then. Oh or? yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um you know, back in the sixties, um, you know, the the big difference in fact I was talking with my middle son the other day, you know, in the 70s nebraska was on maybe two or three times on tv um so if they weren't on tv you listen to him on the radio and he just thought that was crazy listen to a game on the radio and i said yeah that's that's what you did yeah. now every game's on tv yeah that's and i think i think kids are missing out a little bit with the um the play-by-play i mean like lyle brimser i mean that I don't think it gets any better than Lyle Bremser. Ken Pavelka, I mean, he's he's one of a kind. I I, I like turning down the volume and listening to him do basketball calls. I, he wants he wants that NCAA tournament victory oh, yes. so bad, and I feel I feel bad for him every year. It's like I think he takes it worse than probably most of the coaches <laughs> and players, and he's probably not getting paid as much as you know Coach Fred and the guys down there. But man, he but I I think back to that like growing up. As a kid, thinking back, going down to the park, whatever, and listening to Kent Pavelka and Gary Saddlemeyer and those guys, that was that was always the cool thing growing up. Well, see, and they had a knot hole section, so you know, middle school, high school kids would get in for like a buck and sit in the end zone. Of course, back then the end zone was wooden bleachers, but <laughs> uh, you know, it it was great. You'd go down there early and see them walk out of the locker room, and um, and same thing with basketball. You know, you could go down there and um, watch games in the old Coliseum. You know, when people ask me about that, I said, well, they played in the Coliseum. They didn't quite understand that. But once again, it shows my age. That's wild. Who were your um, favorite favorite Husker football players, basketball players? Well, um, basketball, I remember um, Joe Cipriano had a team. Um, they were – 20 and five and they had Stuart Lance, Fred Hare, Nate Branch. Um, they, they had no height, but they just pressed and pressed and ran and they were so much fun to watch. And I, I love to watch them play. In fact, I think that team, either that team or the one before is the one that upset Michigan. When Michigan was number one, they came into Lincoln and, um, they, beat him on a last second shot um football players um 
I don't know if I had a, a favorite one, but, you know, being quarterback slash wide receiver, I always liked um, Jerry Taggy. All right. So going back to that basketball for a second, you said you liked the way they ran, you liked the way they pressed. Can I say, is that kind of where the beginning of the Coach Larson basketball coaching philosophy might have came from? or Well, actually, um, our my first few years at Southeast, we always had tall players, so we didn't press that much. And then um, our first state championship was 1986, and my starting lineup, we were 6'2", 6'1", 6'foot, and um, they were all seniors. And the next year, we had no one, like, over 5'9", and that's when we started pressing. And um, we would press from the opening tip to the final buzzer, and, and that was kind of our trademark then. And that's the way we played for pretty much the next 15, 20 years. I remember back in my years at Southeast, I'm not going to disclose those years because I'm much, 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 much younger, you know, than I look. But um, I always remembered your girls were, like, in the best condition. Like, it was like, good Lord. And it was like, got to be got to be ready to play for Coach Larson because we're pressing, and if you're pressing, you got to be in the best condition of your life or else you won't be, you won't be playing. Right. And, and we were fortunate because we had a lot of depth, and so we could just rotate eight, nine, ten players, and when a kid got tired, they came out, and the next one went in. And so uh, I think, in fact, one person asked me, an, another coach, how do you get your players to play so hard? And I said it was easy. If they don't play hard, they don't play. And when you have depth, you can do that. And and that was uh, probably our biggest trademark at Southeast is – you know, we always had depth, and we always had kids that played hard. And then, okay, so we got the we got the football, football in Nebraska. Obviously, we get heavy on the Nebraska football here. I don't know why, but we do love our Nebraska football. Nineteen eighty three Orange Bowl, Nebraska Miami. We are down thirty one to thirty. Turner Gill just ran the option, pitched it to Jeff Smith. You have a chance to go for two for the win or kick the extra point and tie. And a lot of people say if they would have kicked the extra point, they would have won the national championship off the tie. What would you have done? Go for two, obviously. I mean, when you have a team like that, I think everyone expects you to win. Uh, I think the players probably would have been disappointed, you know, because I think, in a way that didn't show if they would have kicked it, well, we don't have the confidence. And I think the players love to see coaches display confidence in them. And so, without a doubt, go for two. Yep. I agree with you there. I tell a lot of people that. I'm just like, would have kicked the extra point. But, you know, I think back. I mean, I was a young whippersnapper back then. But I think back when it happened, I never even – I. It didn't even cross my mind to kick the extra point at that time. It was like we're going. Uh, that I was that picture of Coach Osborne throwing up the two fingers. You're like, we're going for two. I, there was never a doubt because I felt like Nebraska that night was playing for more than just the national championship. It was to possibly be looked at as the greatest college football team of all time at, right. at that point. 
So it's like you had to get the win. If you don't get the win there, Ty. I know there's been some players now like, well, I'd sure like to have had that ring on my finger, which I get that, but I think it would have been one of those things like, well, you did tie your last game, you know, but so I, I'm going for two. I'm going for the win. Definitely, definitely. And then you talked about the Colts being a big Colts fan. So Johnny Unitas, is that where we're looking at there? Or? Johnny Unitas, um, Lenny Moore, Raymond Berry, Tom Maddy. Um, they they were my favorite team. Um, I don't know. Part of it might have been the helmet with the little horseshoe on the <laughs> side. But uh, I always liked the Baltimore Colts. I so now you're, you've transitioned to the Broncos now. I know that you have a um... – No. No. What? <laughs> what? What? I, I honestly don't have a favorite NFL team. Um, probably if I had to pick one, just because at at our place we have more Chiefs fans I knew that, that come was in. be said. And oh, um, they always want the Chiefs on sound. And, and so – uh, but I don't have a, a, a big-time favorite in, in football. So AD asked me this before you got here tonight. You're Tyreek Hill. Do you have a chance to take the $74 million guaranteed money or stay at Kansas City, probably not get the $74 million, probably, I'd guess it probably would have been about maybe $60 million guaranteed, 60 to $65 million. What do you do? Well... Personally, I would want to play for championships. Um, but, you know, there's – it's hard to turn down that kind of money. And, um, you know, I can see it both ways. I can see these guys who opt out for the bigger contract, uh, especially the guaranteed money because nothing's – you know, their longevity isn't guaranteed. You know, they could be done next year. And so I think – you know, they look at it as I've got to get what I can when I can. Um, but then there's also those that, you know, want to maybe try to get the championship and go with the best team. So I understand both ends. Awesome. All right. So what we'll do now is we will go to break right now, pay some bills, and when we come back, we will wrap up with Coach Larson. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. 